morning, you guys, and happy Saturday. It is Amanda and Baron with Kicking Cancer Cares. And before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to our sponsors, Breezy HVAC. You guys are absolutely amazing. Make sure you guys reach out to them to all of your air conditioning and heating needs. Not that anybody needs heating needs right now. <laughs> and Oddmo's Pizza, the best pizza in Salem and Kaiser by far, hands down. They're amazing. Good morning, Baron. How are you? Good morning. Another Saturday. Here we are again. Yes, here we are again. So let's recap. Yes, or last week. Okay. So last week, we had a guest call in. Yes, we did. Miss Brenda herself. Brenda Brenda called in from Arizona. And we had some really interesting statistics that I would encourage the listeners to go to our podcast and re-listen to. But the story was really about how Brenda and I met this young man who is in studio with us today. Yes. <laughs> so Casey... Um, did the water dash with us, and I still remember I had never done anything like that at all, and it sounded intriguing. So I sat down with Casey over in West Salem, and I kind of plotted out what the warrior dash was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at Casey, going, "Well, this is this obstacle," and he—he's not even a man. He didn't even blink an eye. I bet. Hold on, can we pause and just introduce him? I wasn't sure how you were going to bring him in. So in studio, we have a special guest, Casey. Good morning, Casey. How are you? Oh, doing great, Amanda. It's great to be here. Awesome. Okay. It's a good thing you interrupted because I had the story going and I totally forgot to introduce Casey. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you lost your story. No, no. I was too busy telling the story. I forgot it's to introduce okay. Casey. It's okay. I'm kind of short. You know, you can tend to <laughs> overlook me. <laughs> For those that don't know, Casey lost his legs, but we'll go into that a little bit later. So that's why he's short. But So we're going through... Hey, you look like you're standing tall to me. There you go. (laughs) So I'm describing the warrior dash, Mm -hmm. and he said, yeah, we're going to get muddy, but it's not going to be that hard. Well, having never done it, the warrior dash seemed difficult to me, but then he told me about the Spartan race, which was just a few months later. So I went ahead and signed through the Spartan race, which I will tell anybody is a whole lot harder. Yeah. (laughs) But in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm 55 years old, but I've got two legs. Why not at least try it? Right. So we did do the three-mile Spartan race. And by the end of the year, I'd actually convinced myself to do the trifecta, which we talked about that a little bit last week. Right. I want to kind of go a little bit more into some of the fun stuff that happened in the trifecta. Yeah. So the trifecta is there's three different races. There's a 5K, which is three miles. There's a 10K, which is six miles. And there's a half marathon. And if you do all three of those in one calendar year, you get this award they call it the trifecta. Well, the first one we were going to take on was in April, and it was the it was the super. It was the the 10K. Right. Right. Except in 2019, in April, it rained. Oh gosh. A lot. Oh yeah. April and, showers. Yes. Well, I remember I was sitting for dinner, and I get this phone call from Casey about three or four days before the race. And he says, are you ready to get muddy? And I said, well, we've done the warrior. He says, no. He says, are you ready to get muddy? <laughs> and well, I, I, I don't think you believed me, Baron. <laughs> I, I didn't realize how muddy you were talking about. <laughs> we got to Seattle, Amanda. It was, the air was 47 degrees. Burr. Yeah. And it had rained for a week straight. Right. It had been raining for like three weeks straight. It, it hadn't let up. No. <laughs> And the place we did it at, it's an equestrian ranch. So there's a big flat area for the horses to graze. Then there's this crazy hill behind us for the horses to go on. And there's a trail for the horses, mm-hmm. which point here, it was designed for horses, not for humans. <laughs> but that hill was would, would have been dry. As you're coming off that hill, there was so much rain that it was actually like a little river 
Oh, I believe coming it. down the hill. Yeah. Right? And when you come off this hill, there's an obstacle in the Spartan. Well, it's actually two obstacles. So one of them they called the uh, Muddy Mount. So you climb into this pit, and then you climb out into the pit, climb out. The third time, you go under a wall. Oh, that's right. Yes. Right? So they bring this wall down level with the water, except the water was 42 degrees. Uh, which probably felt like 32. Yeah. And you're about, you're about three miles into the course when you do this, so you Jeez. still have a ways to go. Yes. Oh, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you're sopping wet. <clears throat> and the guy might not have been already. And the guy that was doing this with me... Um, I weighed 240, he weighed about 180 pounds, and I swear hypothermia was going to set in for him because you, you, you couldn't dry off. You just right. kept going. You right? had to keep going. Um, for me, the problem was cramping Oh yeah. as we went along. <clears throat> but we get to the very last, the second to last obstacle. The last one is a fire jump, but the second to last obstacle, is there's this A-frame cargo net that you climb up and over. Mm-hmm. Right at the top of the cargo net, I look down, and there's Casey crossing the finish line. I'm like, yes, there's my buddy. He's right there, right? Uh, except my foot got caught in the rope. While you're looking and being all excited and happy. Right. And I, I couldn't get my foot out of the rope. And the guys were doing with us had already finished. They had found the announcer. And I didn't realize they had told the announcer my name. Well, the announcer is on the speaker going, hey, Jess, that's my friend, go back and get Baron. He's stuck in the rope. <laughs> and I'm thinking, how does he know? Does he know every single racer's name? Um, so then we crossed the finish line with Casey. That was super fun. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. So that was that was the super. And then in August, we did the sprint, mm-hmm. which is three miles. It's up in Washougal. And for anyone who likes to do motocross racing, this is at a motocross course. Oh, okay. So again, it's designed for motorcycles. <laughs> it's it's definitely the the hardest sprint that I've ever participated in. It's it's fun, but man, it's it's tough. Well, there's one hill that's called Horsepower Hill. Okay. It's about a quarter mile to the top, and it's designed for motorcycles to rev up their horsepower. Right. right. So it's very very steep. Well, when we get there, Casey had already finished, and he's walking out, and we met him and shook hands, got some pictures. And there's one obstacle that's a sandbag carry. So you put 80 Jeez. pounds of sandbags on your back. and you 80? 80. Two 40 pounds sewn together, 80 pounds of sandbags. Jeez. And Casey looks at me and goes, so guess what they decided to let you do on this hill? The sandbag carry. Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to carry this. You had to go up the hill carrying an 80-pound sandbag. Yeah. The problem is, is that... That was at about two miles into the course, and so you come down the hill, do an obstacle, go back up the hill. Well, as I was going down the hill, um, there's a technique of turning your feet and using your legs as shock absorbers to slow yourself down. But I got my feet were too straight, and I was picking up speed. Oh. And I knew I knew I was going to fall. You get the because, wobble going. Yeah, and so <laughs> I intentionally fell. It was either either I fall or gravity pulls me down. Right. So that was going down, but then I still had to take the sandbags and carry it back up the hill again. Jeez. So that was my crazy adventure on the sprint. So can I ask how long you guys slept after these? Uh, depends on the race. Uh, the sprints, yeah, the sprints are easy, easy enough anyway. I, I don't really have issues. Hey, but speak after for the, yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is crazy, but uh, after, after the beast and especially the hardest beast, yeah, I, I'm out for a bit. Do you, like, just take it down for the count for the day? I try to eat as much as I can so that my body can start recovering while I sleep. So. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, the the Beast was the last one, mm-hmm. and it was in September. 
So now we're back up to Seattle, except it's not raining. It's hot. Right. Right. Oh, gosh. And the challenge is uh, that about about four miles in, I had sweated out all my liquids, and I was cramping because I didn't have an electrolytes. You're getting dehydrated. I was getting dehydrated. Yeah. So there's a whole different complexity. The time before that, it's cold because it's raining. This time, it's just hot. You're cold and wet, and now you're hot and yeah. cramping and dehydrated. But um, I do remember crossing the finish line, and... I'd been looking for Casey. He was far enough ahead of me that I didn't catch up with him that time. But he called me and he said, you know, how'd you do? And I said, well, that was hard. He says, they call it a beast for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I, I, it'd be interesting to hear from Casey because I've, I've only done one beast, the one in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And he tells me that that's the easiest of all the beasts. And is that the one at the motocross track? No, that's the one at the equestrian ranch. Oh, okay. Oh, but oh he, yes. Sorry. But he's done some that are a lot harder. So... What would you say is the hardest one, Casey? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Most of these beasts, especially, are built on mountains. And I'm not talking nice, easy hiking. I'm talking like on ski slopes. Okay, so not where... like a hill. <laughs> no, no. These are on ski slopes. Wow. And so and those are the hardest ones I've done are the ones where, where it's not just an easy hike to get up this hill. It, it is it is a slog that even the best guys out there aren't running up these hills. They're they're having to hike their way, you know, up and down these mountains. Right. Uh, Tahoe is one one of the tougher ones. Uh, there's a couple that I haven't even done that I've heard are even worse, but it's similar. You know, we're climbing three to 5,000 in elevation throughout the race wow. uh, because of how high they are, you know, especially down here in uh, <laughs> the valley at sea level. You know, we're, we're uh, getting altitude sickness up there so hard. So uh, yeah, What does the, that look like? It, you just get exhausted. And okay. You, can never, you can't catch your breath. Right. Um, you're, you're, just, you're just so worn down. Because you don't realize you're you don't have oxygen because you're breathing just fine, right? But you cannot catch your breath. In fact, the first time I did Tahoe, as I'm coming down the first mountain, because you go back up, of course. But coming down the first mountain, every step I took, I started to get more and more energy because I was coming down. Oh, yeah, you know, I was every step because of how steep it was was feet and elevation. And so the lower I went, the more energy I had. By the time I hit the festival area, was was the lowest point. I was feeling great. I was like, great, let's let's do <laughs> another do part of the yeah. <laughs> Of course, starting back up the other side, I was absolutely wasted. But, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so for your training, did you have to do much training for these races? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, the hardest part, because I am on my hands, my hands and my butt, and I, I just scooted as much as I could, found a trail and just went for as many hours as uh, as my wife would let me be out on the trails. <laughs> Well, okay. and, and since some of the listeners don't know who Casey is, if you go to YouTube and type in Rise Up Spartan Beast 2017. One you, more time. Rise Up Spartan Beast 2017. And that was your first beast, right, Casey? Yeah, that was the first one. So, so at, it's, a, it's a little clip that Casey put together that um, went viral, uh, but it will also show you that when he says – Running, it's not like when you and I are running because Casey lost his legs, so he does it with his arms. Right. And so is that the video you showed me? 
That's what I showed you. That's an impressive video, <laughs> to Thank say you. the least. Uh, to watch you go through all of those obstacles like that is, it's inspiring. And it, they call it, they don't call it a beast for no reason. <laughs> so for you to tackle and take it on like that, that's that's amazing. Well, and that's kind of how I started. I was, I had done marathons, I'd done triathlons, but I wondered what was impossible. You know, I was looking for uh, something that was actually a challenge. Right. And and for me, you know, marathon wasn't a challenge anymore. Triathlons weren't a challenge anymore. Right. I wanted something that might be impossible. And so I saw the Spartan and it's like, that looks stupid. Let's do that. <laughs> so what was your favorite course? What's your favorite one to do? Uh, honestly, I love the Washuga one, just the short little sprint because it is still challenging. It's on a <laughs> motocross track. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, still challenging. But just being around all the people and just having a really fun day out of it, um, you know, you feel you've done something with your day if you go and do uh, one of these races. Right. So I, I love it. It's nice and close to home and, and a lot of great people. Okay. And, it, go Brit, ahead. and Well, Brenda comes up every year from if, if she can only make one trip to Oregon to keep the kicking cancer stuff going, she comes for that race alone. Okay. And, and and when she did the first one, somebody actually asked her why she did the Spartan. And she said, because I can. Because Cause, I cause, can. Because cancer didn't take me down. Mm-hmm. And I can. Yeah. You know? And so she comes, she'll be here again this September. We'll be up when she goes to a Spartan race again. Oh, that's awesome. That's super yeah. cool. Now, the one thing that's intriguing to me is after Casey did that video, um, it kind of caught the attention of the guy who started these Spartan races. His name's Joe DeSena. Mm-hmm. And, and Casey's had a chance to actually meet Joe, and you went to Iceland, right? Yeah, went, went and did a race in Iceland. 24-hour Spartan. Whoa. Yeah. Iceland. <laughs> Is it just amazing there? Uh, it, it was pretty It was pretty intense? incredible. Yeah, it was intense. There was there was a mountain we climbed in the snow. Everything was frozen, So, uh, which made it fun on the backside because I just slid down on my butt the whole way. You were like, later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, how long were you there for? Uh, in Iceland for just a few days, but that race, yeah, 24-hour race. So do you camp? Uh, they, they had a house for us. Oh, okay. That, yeah, a bunch of people went together on a house. How fun. Yeah. That's it was, cool. It was incredible. That's like I a once-in-a-lifetime yeah. <laughs> experience yeah. to go to well, Iceland. I'm, I'm hoping to go back. Oh, okay. <laughs> have, haven't yet, but yeah, it was pretty incredible. Okay, and how long ago was that? Uh, pre-COVID. Okay. All right. <laughs> I think it was the end of 19, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. The end of 19. Yeah. yeah. All so right. one of the fun things, and you and I have talked about this, is that when I started kicking cancer, I wanted to do educational workshops. I wanted. Pe- I told Brenda what she's doing to stay alive, we should share. And so our first one, Casey was the second speaker. Okay. Well, two weeks from today, we're doing a full day retreat. Oh, which you can go to our website and you can register for it. So we actually have five speakers, a full day, but our keynote speaker again is Casey. Oh, that's awesome. So what date is that? So that's September the 10th. Okay. So two weeks from today, and it's going to be right outside of Salem here. Um, registration starts at 9.30. The first speaker goes on at 10. So there's a 10, 11, 12, 1, and then Casey will be speaking about 2 o'clock. Okay. Uh, and the... And the Objective of this retreat is to have, teach you how to restore your body, mind, and soul. So there's some people that'll talk about some theory on that, mm-hmm. but then Casey is the embodiment of restoring, you know, letting that mentality to restore your body. Absolutely. Okay. And you said people register for that. Yeah. So that'll be at kicking dash cancer. So go to kicking dash cancer dot org. 
click on the events tab and it's the next event coming up and then you can click the you know how to register and there Perfect. is there is a cost of $79 because we have an event venue, we have lunch provided for you. Right. And if we haven't already had the first 10 register, the first 10 register get a free copy of Casey's book. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. Casey wrote a book. So and 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 just for people that don't know, Casey went to high school at McNary High School. He's a local, he still lives in Kaiser, but he is the international Paris Spartan spokesman. That's really cool. Yeah. That's amazing. That's a cool title. Hey, <laughs> I, I don't know. I think uh, Baron made up the title, but uh, <laughs> for sure, uh, be, being in the Paris Spartan world is incredible. It's a really close knit community. There's there's a, just an amazing group of people. Guys without arms. Guys with cerebral palsy. Uh, military vets with you know parts parts missing. Yeah. Uh, just an incredible group that uh, I've been a huge part of getting people together that are willing to do the impossible. Okay. So where would people go to find information on the next one happening? Well, so the the Paris Spartan athletes uh, are just doing these races like everybody else. So if you go to Spartan.com, you're going to find the races that are coming up. Got one that just happened, uh, one coming up in uh, September, and that's the the Washuga one up in Washington. Okay. Nice and close. Awesome. All right. And then, if you decide to join Kicking Cancer's group... Um, that for we, the Spartan race? Yeah, oh, so we okay, call it Therapies yep. for Brenda. Sorry, whoops. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> well, and, and Casey always joked because we have this really, really, really bright pink shirt that we wear on the course. Right. I said we wore those so that when I die on the course, <laughs> they, they can find me easily. <laughs> it does make it easy to find your picture when they're showing the pictures right. on the website. Right, absolutely. And hey, I would run with that title that he gave you. That was a really cool title. <laughs> International <laughs> Spokesperson. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure if Joe gave him that title. But I gave, I gave him that. Yeah, title. yeah, Baron, Baron you gave were, it to you me. You said it so confidently. <laughs> he is the international Paris Spartan spokesman. <laughs> you, just, you just say it like it's the real thing. No one knows. The you difference. did. I was like, wow. No one's, no one's going to question it. Yeah. I did. I was like, that's a really impressive title. <laughs> if they want to fact check me, I guess they can. <laughs> that's awesome. But you know, there's something that Casey said at one of our last workshops that I kind of lead into the stuff that you and I have talked about with cancer. And it resonated when he said it because he said, it's only impossible because I haven't done it yet. Yeah. Once you do it, it's not impossible anymore. Right. Right. And so it's really a mindset. The other one is a quote that's actually inside of his book. And if I say this wrong, Casey, just correct me. But there there was a, a Roman leader named Maximus Aurelius. And he said, what stands in the way becomes the way. Did I say that right? Close enough. Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> Again, ask Maxim if I said it wrong. <laughs> but, you know, I, I guess for me what that means is that whatever in your life you think is in your way that's blocking you, once you get past that, what stands in your way becomes the way, right? Yeah. And, and then that mindset is, I think, really critical for those that are battling cancer. Yeah. I mean, battling anything in that matter. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of Casey's mindset. Yeah. So I brought in my Chris Beat Cancer yes. book. Again, I know you like it when I bring this book I in. love all the books. <laughs> well, again, Chris, Chris Wark was diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. Mm-hmm. And he talks in here about getting what he calls um, a, a beat cancer mindset. 
Okay. And there's five things, and I want to touch on these, and we may have to just pick them up after after the break. No worries. But the first one, and again, the first one I think applies to anything. I mean, it applies to Casey could have used this first one for his situation. Right. Right? So the first one is you have to accept total responsibility for your health. And in Chris's case, he says the first question on a cancer patient's mind after diagnosis is, why did this happen to me? Now, for those that have had a chance to meet Casey or read his book, you were eight when the crash occurred? Six. Six. Six years old. Six years old, run over by a... A semi-truck. So not just, yeah. a, not just a pickup truck. Whoa. A semi-truck. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big difference right that there. That is. And, and I'm not even going to try to tell your story. I mean, what, what, what exactly happened? Well, I, I was just standing on the road waiting to cross. It was a divided highway, so that's, that's not too far across. And a little six-year-old waiting, you know, to get over to where his brothers and cousins and everybody else is instead of with, you know, the boring adults that just sit there and talk. You know? <laughs> so I wanted to be across the road while well, my mom and dad were standing there. And they said, okay, Casey, there's two cars coming and a truck. Well, I, as soon as those two cars went by, I decided to sprint across the road. And that truck that was coming was a semi-truck. And I almost made it all the way in front of that semi. Uh, but at the last second, it grabbed my leg and took me beneath the wheels. And when, when the truck finally stopped, my left leg was missing. And my right leg was pretty damaged to the point that they had to amputate it yeah. later on. Do you recall I recall pieces, you know, I I remember a white flash, you know, I don't remember the pain. I don't remember, you know, any of the hospital stuff, getting to the hospital. Um, I mean, the the next thing I remember, I remember the helicopter wind on me as we get to the hospital. Uh, But then I remember waking up in the hospital and starting to put my life back together. Yeah. I like how you say that, putting my life back together. Okay. That's, That's a... That's a tough one. <laughs> well, it, it was a lot easier for a six-year-old kid, I would assume, because for me, it really—you know—I woke up and they're like, "You don't have legs." I'm like, "Oh, okay. Let's." Okay. Sounds good. Can I play a video game? Right. <laughs> you know, I mean, a six-year-old, I don't know, you know, how hard it would be for an adult, but for a six-year-old me, oh, I was ready. I was ready to to start living life again. I didn't want to sit there and be feel sorry for myself. Yeah. And so within within the year, I'd already uh, played a season of base. Ball. Oh, wow. I had already uh, the day I got out of the hospital. We did a race around the the Capitol building there in Salt Lake. Okay. Uh, you know, my parents. Uh, one of the quotes in my book is from my dad. He said, "Can't never did anything. Won't never will." And and that was the attitude I grew up with. You don't say can't. You figure out a way to get it done. <laughs> okay. Gosh, I can apply that a lot to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I think the one thing that you've told me, Casey. The, the doctors told your mom to not do things for you, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, the, right out of the hospital, which honestly, I've heard a lot of doctors say the exact opposite. They yeah. say, you know, oh, you're never going to be able to do this, 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 and this again. Right. And people live their life said, well, the doctor said I can't do it, so I obviously never going to be able to do it. But it was the opposite. They said, if, if you do things for him, He'll never learn to do stuff on his own. And so from the very get-go, my, my mom, my dad, uh, they very much said, no, figure it out. Oh, you want a sandwich? Make it yourself. 
Yeah. You know, and it wasn't in a mean way. They, right. They very much wanted me to be independent. Yeah. And and so I, I started to gain that independence. And I would make a sandwich there on the countertop and, and then jump off the counter <laughs> onto the floor. You know, so it wasn't a matter of what can't I do. It was a, a matter of how am I going to get it done. Right. How do you navigate it? And Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. exactly. Yep, we've got about... A minute and a half left. Okay, well, let me give the last point here on this one, and then we can pick up the other four afterwards. Okay. Um, I like what he says in the book. Accepting responsibility for your health starts with considering the possibility that cancer may be your fault. Say that again? Yeah, Sorry. That's, that's, that's what I said when I read it, too, right? <laughs> so accepting responsibility for your health starts with considering the possibility that cancer may be your fault. Okay. Okay, and what he says is that some, some bad decisions, some bad habits, ignorance over the courses of your life contributed to your cancer. So I just want to make sure that this is really clear. I am not saying that anyone who has cancer, it's your fault. Right. But we all make decisions. And once you know that something's bad and you still decide to do it, might be your fault. Right. You have so, a little so, bit But more. accept that. Accept the fact that you made those decisions, right? Right. And, and don't blame somebody else who got cancer. That's his point. Right. Yes. Take accountability and take it on. Right. Okay. Right. So let's pick the other ones up after our break. Okay. Well, then really quick, before we go to break, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors again. That is Breezy HVAC for all of your cooling and heating needs. And Oddmost Pizza, of course, if you want to have amazing pizza. And we will be right back after this, you guys. Hang tight. 